Welcome to the Starting From Zero podcast. In this episode, I talk with filmmaker, entrepreneur, and YouTuber Audrey Ember. Audrey started her YouTube channel during her sophomore year of high school just because she loved to make videos and wanted a place to upload them. Since that time, she has been continuing to document her development as a creative and has built up her channel to just over 26,000 subscribers. Audrey and I talk about her journey of building an audience, her decision to drop out of college twice, and why she is so passionate about building community for female creators. So I hope you enjoy this episode of the Starting From Zero podcast. Hello. Hello. It's working. Oh, there we go. Yeah, perfect. Hi. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, thanks for uh, for taking the time to do this. This is really cool. Of course. No problem. <laughs> I watched your um your episode with Darren. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, are you a a fan of Darren's? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I I watched his um. Like I, I'll watch some of his stuff. I really like his series with the the Uber drivers, which is pretty funny. Yeah, definitely. Um, no, I I used to watch uh, an account called Ryan is Driving. Yeah, um, which is kind of like the same concept. And uh, Darren's videos got recommended to me that way. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so this uh, um, this is really cool. I've been following your. Uh, content for a while now so it's really cool to to get to talk to you yeah I'm excited <laughs> why did you decide to start a, a podcast um yeah so I uh you know I'm not sure maybe it's just a one outlet of uh creativity and I'm not really sure where this will will go but um I was in quarantine with my family and really just looking for different things to keep myself busy so yeah um, trying to think of different ideas and um, actually start executing on some ideas instead of just having <laughs> them stay as ideas. Um, yep. yeah. Relatable. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and yeah, so I'm like, you know, trying to figure out what I want to do in life. And um, I've been tasting different things after I graduated college uh, going on three years ago now. So nice. Uh, yeah, this just kind of seemed like something else that I wanted to try out. And Why not? Podcasting exactly. is great. It's a great yeah. way to meet, like, new people, too. Mm-hmm. So. Have you, uh, are you podcasting yourself, or are you just making YouTube? Um, I mean, I've attempted, like, I used to have one, but it was just me, mm-hmm. and then I kind of abandoned that, but now I have one with um, two of my friends, and we go live, like, every Thursday, and we kind of just talk like about random yeah. stuff for an hour and that's it right isn't it crazy you could just make a career out of having a conversation i know with your friends it's insane yeah so we're like we want an excuse like during quarantine same thing we're like we want an excuse to actually make sure we all talk like right. once a week yeah so it works because we're kind of being productive exactly at the same time right? block out some time to, to catch up right yeah <laughs> <laughs> exactly um, yeah so yeah so for anybody who uh, doesn't know who you are or, or what you do what uh what do you do in the world um that's a great question no <laughs> um I make YouTube videos I guess I'm like a filmmaker I'm trying to start making short films and stuff so um and I also do like freelance videography and I write for people and all that sort of stuff 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, and I guess the basis of this uh, podcast and project is uh, trying to find out why, um, you know, creators took that first step and actually started to create or did, you know, actually took the time and, and made their YouTube channel. And so, yeah. um, so why did you, you know, well, what was that process like for you when you first started? Well, I got started when I was um, a sophomore in high school. So it's been okay. a little while. Yeah. Um, and I just started purely for fun. Like I had been watching YouTubers forever and I was, didn't have the courage, honestly, to like start a channel because especially in high school, you're like, I don't want everyone to find this. Yeah, of course. Um, I don't know. It's still not cool. Apparently I've like talked <laughs> to younger friends who are still in uh-huh. high school. It's not, it's still not a cool thing, but it's definitely was not cool at all. <laughs> <laughs> when I was in high school so but I just started because I I really loved to do it and I didn't care I was just making random stuff with my friends like just vlogs and challenges because I was like the thing the youtube kind of stuff yep Mm -hmm. and from there like I decided that I wanted to go to film school um not because I was necessarily interested in like traditional filmmaking I literally just wanted I went to my counselor and was like, I like making videos. And she was like, film school. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> so I was like, okay. But uh-huh. I had zero interest in like traditional film. So when I got to film school and the teachers literally were not letting me do ideas that I wanted to do that mm-hmm. weren't like narrative film. Right. Um, I started to get really frustrated and I was learning more from people like Peter McKinnon about yeah. making stuff when I was in class. Um, so it kind of has evolved over time from just like a hobby to I really love this and now like I've I left film school after that and I've kind of been trying a bunch of different stuff since then and now shortening the story a lot and now I'm mm-hmm. kind of just really focusing on YouTube and um, filmmaking and all that sort of stuff freelance work to pay the bills and right. yeah and you're you're not in school anymore right you dropped out right okay can you talk about maybe that decision um to do that what was that like for you um well I technically dropped out two times okay (laughs) (laughs) um because the first time was film school and I was just getting it's so expensive (laughs) to go to school and like Mm -hmm. I was just sitting in class being like couldn't wait to go back to my dorm to watch videos and like actually make stuff on my own and there was one class that I really was kind of like the first red flag it was my first ever filmmaking class I never took film in high school we didn't have that and I was so excited and I walk in and it's a TA teaching and he goes okay, so today we're going to learn how to put up a tripod and I was just Mm. sitting there like I'm (laughs) what? what (laughs) that was kind of like the first red flag right Um, and eventually I decided to leave because I don't know I wanted to try different stuff at the time I knew like I love creating but I didn't know what that meant Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I had what like 500 subscribers like I wasn't planning really on going full with YouTube I was just like I needed to get out and actually test the different options and make sure that going to school was something that would actually be worth the investment for me. Mm. So I left and I did an internship at a advertising agency as an editor for a couple months. And that experience taught me that I don't, I would prefer not to be a link in a chain. Like I'm, mm. 
it was I was basically just a tool um, right. and it was a great experience but I kind of X'd that out on my list um, and then I went back to school for business because I thought well if I'm gonna learn the creative stuff on my own I might as well learn business skills at mm -hmm. school and I tried going in with you know good expectations and with an open mind but literally as soon as I got there it started the red flags again yeah um because during that time like in between I had been networking a lot meeting people in the creator community growing my own channel and you know it was just starting to get frustrating when you're in class and you want to work on all these things but you have a history essay mm -hmm. that has to take priority or <laughs> you're learning or you're teaching your marketing teacher about Instagram because right. they don't know what it is <laughs> and the class is teaching the teacher it was just yeah so I left business school after a semester and that was a really difficult decision because my you know it was kind of like a it felt pretty final because mm -hmm. this is the second time this happens right um my parents weren't very thrilled obviously and yeah that was a whole ordeal but now it's been a year almost since i left school for the second time and i've just learned so much about like what i actually want to do mm -hmm. because through this time i like i went to a pa course like locally in atlanta and i learned more about the film industry and i learned a lot more about my like creative interests and developed my own channel again some more and did freelancing like I shot a wedding for the first time like I did a bunch oh, nice. of, I tried I just tried a bunch of stuff yeah to kind of figure out what I actually want to do and now I'm at the point where I've actually sort of figured that out which I'm very happy about because it's taken yeah. so long that's a big deal um yeah and you know the, it's also been a learning experience with my parents because mm -hmm. I feel like our relationship has deepened a lot because I mean that's like a whole other story but yeah. it's just it's been hard but it's been I'm really happy that I took that risk because if I hadn't I wouldn't have figured out like what I actually like and don't like through real life trial and error um how did you try and like how do you try and explain what you want to do to your parents um as a career from, well, yeah. <laughs> like when I left business school at that point, I was just, um, I really just wanted to try a bunch of different stuff. And so I, I basically came up with like a deal with my parents. Like I, I wrote mm. a letter to them, like literally <laughs> like essay yeah. email, because I tried explaining it in person, but they didn't really believe me. Right. Like I told them like, I'm leaving school and they were like, okay, we'll talk about this later. And then that just <laughs> happened. <laughs> Um, so I literally wrote them a letter and was like, give me a year to just try like a bunch of different stuff and we'll see where this goes. Right. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to set anything in stone. I just kind of left it open and said, give me a year. We'll see where this goes from here. And they agreed to that. And it's been hard, but also probably the best decision I could have made. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I don't, did that answer your question? Yeah, you know, when I try to think of how I try to describe to, you know, my mom what I want to do, yeah. and I don't really, like, have a full idea of what that truly is, so to try to explain it to somebody else. Yeah. 
is is kind of hard so um I mean, I think for me, at least it's been kind of a learning experience for both mm-hmm. of us, like for me right. and my parents, because I didn't know either. <laughs> and yeah. I still don't completely, but it's kind of been like a a process of learning more myself about what I want to do so that I can explain to them mm-hmm. and like also prove to them um, like where I'm going, what I want to do, that sort of thing. And it's still very open-ended because it's not like you can put a title. Right. Like, creator like what does that mean (laughs) um like I don't know it's kind of more of an entrepreneurial path even Mm -hmm. though you know you could be classified filmmaker creator whatever it's all kind of mixes together at some point exactly yeah it's hard to explain to people um but I think at least for me the thing that helped was like having a vision from Mm -hmm. the even though I didn't know exactly what that meant like at the beginning you have to have a sort of crazy self-confidence to go after. Yeah, like I think any any creative uh, any yeah. creative thing <laughs> that you want to do professionally, you have to be like. Uh, yeah. I was just watching um, uh, like Little Dicky's uh, TV show, and you know, watching his story, like just the crazy self-confidence that you have to have and belief in yourself. I uh, haven't watched that. Uh, yeah, Dave, it's really good. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Side note: Check out Dave. Um, yeah. So uh, I guess you know, for your college experience, um, like you decided to leave, and but what are were there any like big takeaways or something that you learned from that time period in your life? Um, definitely a lot. <laughs> um, I think the biggest thing I learned from college was from the people I met in school mm-hmm. like the at my at film school the first time I met some really cool friends who were all like you know creatives at some point who were either starting video production companies or were just making videos or were making short films and stuff and it was the first time I'd ever been around other creative people mm-hmm. like in high school like my friends would be in my videos but that was like kind of it. yeah because they were your friends right yeah yeah, I didn't really know anyone who was interested in, like, film or, um, like, making videos seriously. Mm-hmm. So that was huge when I went to college because I was like, oh, my God, we can actually vlog in packs. Right. And then <laughs> they feel like the weird ones if there's 10 of us with cameras. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I learned a lot from my friends just about, like, believing in creativity and, like, mm-hmm. actually knowing that there are possibilities out there to make it a career <laughs> yeah um yeah that was probably the, honestly my biggest takeaway from school and then in terms of college itself I have a whole other thing on that one yeah but, I mean yeah let's hear what uh what well, are your thoughts on it now um I mean my brother is about to go to school and he's going for international relations so okay. he's not like the creative type necessarily so I mean obviously if you're want to be a doctor you should go to school like I'm not arguing on that one but when it comes to creative careers I would say it's not necessary like I I went to a production like academy course here in Atlanta and I was talking to this lady who's a producer and she was like yeah no one cares if you have a degree like if you're applying to be a PA no one cares Mm -hmm. like you don't even have to put it on your your resume like literally people do not care about your it's all about experience and connections when it comes to the traditional film industry and I found that for the creative side like online YouTube stuff it's kind of the same like you 
you don't need a degree to build a YouTube channel, you right. know? Um, it's kind of a whole other set of skills and a little bit of luck mixed in, mm -hmm. a lot of networking involved. But so when it comes to college, I think it's, I think educating yourself is important. Um, so I think if you can go to school, it's great to like take that box. But if it's super expensive and you're going into crazy debt and you're a creative and you don't really need it, mm -hmm. then it's not, it's just not, no, it's not worth the investment in my opinion. Yeah. It's just crazy uh, times as well, just because that's kind of the message that we've been told. Like, you know, I've been told my whole life, I, it kind of felt expected that you go to college yeah. afterwards. So, yeah. Um, exactly. And for, yeah, for me, college was like, I, I feel the same way, just like trying uh, the people, trying different things, like the people that I met um, really shaped my experience. And I feel yeah. like I didn't even taste enough things. Like I didn't take complete uh, advantage of the opportunity that I had yeah. in front of me, um, but it, it led me to where I am today. So, yeah. Um, like if I were to go back to school again, mm -hmm. at least this time I would have more of a goal with going to school. I think it's crazy that when you're 17, you have to already know like what you want yeah. to do with your life. Like, nobody, nobody insane. has any. No one actually yeah. knows. No. And for some people, college is that place where they figure it out. Mm -hmm. But for others, like for me, it wasn't. Like I had yeah. to actually leave to figure that out. So if I were to go back now, at least I'd have more of like a a goal with going to school. Mm -hmm. um, because now I'm I'm actually interested in film. Ironically, after I really left hell of school, that. <laughs> I became interested in film. Mm. Um, and so I would actually probably enjoy learning more about like the history and stuff now right. whereas before I was like I just want to make videos and it was yeah. seriously <laughs> right um but you had to go through that process to exactly. find out that that's what you right. actually want to do right yeah so you know if I had stayed at film school I would probably still like not mm -hmm. I'd probably like just be drudging through it not actually taking advantage of it right so yeah if I were to go to, to go back now I think I'd actually I, since I have a goal with like what I want to do with my career, I mm -hmm. would know what opportunities to take advantage advantage of with school, you know? Sure. Those networking opportunities that uh, exactly. will lead you to something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so for your, your YouTube channel and like building an audience throughout, you know, those times of being in school, not being in school, um, can you kind of maybe talk about a little bit of your, your journey of growing uh, your channel? Yeah. Um, I think when I started college, I had like 200 subscribers or something. Mm -hmm. And that was in 2018. Okay. Like, yeah. 2018, like, was halfway through my freshman year and I had 200 subscribers. I remember because, yeah, I made a video at the end of 2017 where I tried, where I stood on the side of the road with a sign saying, please subscribe to my YouTube channel. <laughs> And I Did didn't work? hit 200, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I just got laughed at by probably everyone on my street. But it was fun, so. But no, I had 200 subscribers halfway through freshman year. And that's when I kind of started taking it more seriously. Mm -hmm. um, I was starting to listen to these YouTube gurus who were talking about, like, focusing yeah. your niche down and stuff. Because at the time, it was just random. Like, um, and... I start. I made the commitment to post two times a week, um, which was hard to do because you know you're busy 
student and sure but it was great like I would literally ditch anything to make sure I hit those deadlines I'd get up mm -hmm. at like 4 a.m and go film like on a parking garage just to go just well, yeah. to get something <laughs> <laughs> um and things started happening as soon as I became more consistent like it's not that the videos were incredible it literally I didn't even know like what frame rates were back then but I was kind of mm. just like exploring that and documenting whatever I was learning about and I think my first video to do to go kind of not viral but got actually got some views was I tried to um, recreate Peter McKinnon's b-roll because that's when I was obsessed with his yeah, videos. I'm pretty sure that's the video that I, that how I found oh, it as well. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Um, <laughs> that video, looking back, is so, I was so bad. But I just, I didn't know what I was doing. I was literally just trying yeah. stuff out. And um, I think that got me, like, up to, like, maybe 2,000 or something. Mm -hmm. So it was, like, insane. Because at the time, I was like, oh, my God. Like, right, this yeah. never happened. Yeah. Um, and then things just kept snowballing. Like I kept making videos. Um, eventually, I made this video with my friend um, Cody Warner, mm -hmm. and um, we made like a collab that was featured on Peter's channel, and he reacted to like our B-roll. And then I reacted to him reacting to our B-roll, which <laughs> did really good and brought more people. Um, and yeah, it kind of just started to evolve from there. Is very slow like spikes every once in a while mm -hmm. um and yeah like i made this series called playing with fire where kind of inspired by that first episode i did where i tried to recreate peter's b-roll mm -hmm. like i took that concept of being inspired by something another person has done and trying to recreate it and a lot of those videos for me have done well not all of them but some of them have. Yeah, I liked your uh, Nathaniel Drew's uh, video. Oh, thanks. Yeah, so I've, I still make them now because mm -hmm. I like to make them, but I don't get those ideas all the time. But I'd say those were the videos that have contributed to my growth. Um, and yeah, now I'm trying to just, I'm trying to figure out like what I want to do in between those big videos because I don't get the ideas all the time. Mm -hmm. They kind of like rely on what's popular and what I'm interested in. There kind of has to be like a mix for it to work. Um, so yeah, now I'm just working on getting back to being consistent because, mm -hmm. you know, it's been a while since it's been like, what, two years since 2018 now? Like I need to get back to where I was with the consistency then. Yeah. Yeah. And who were those, uh, the YouTube viewers that you were watching um, in the beginning? I don't even know. <laughs> I remember I watched this one video by Sean Cannell. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it was like. Think Media, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he was talking about the three buckets of content. And so that's how I got started because I, I just kind of took that concept and like started trying to narrow it down. Mm -hmm. And I feel like since then I've still been just trying to narrow it down. Right. Um, what are the three buckets of content? now um <laughs> i don't know <laughs> probably filmmaking creative process and then maybe like just vlogs because that's kind of general but mm, like personal daily life kind of stuff yeah um, but it's kind of like more mixed in it, that's more like if a style thing than an actual category i guess mm -hmm. um yeah i guess those are my three buckets right now <laughs>
<laughs> but like before it was like travel cinematography even though i didn't know what that meant mm. and then like maybe like creative process or something creative yeah. journey. so it's That's definitely cool. like getting narrowed because if you want to actually grow a channel it needs to be pretty the Specific. messaging has to be clear yeah yeah <laughs> um so have you been thinking about i guess uh, what you want your messaging to be going forward Ooh. i mean for my entire channel so far, it's been primarily about documenting my journey, and I mm. don't want that to go away. Um, but I think, like, when I make videos now, I want to make them more with the intention of helping the viewer, like, learn through my process. Mm -hmm. I guess just providing more value is, like, what I'm trying to focus on more now, because in the right. past, it's just do purely documentation. But when it comes to, like, actually making good videos that are not saying they're not good, but like if you want to be more entertaining and like play the YouTube game, you need to provide more value like mm -hmm. explicitly in your stuff. So that's what I'm trying to keep in mind more going forward. It's like keeping the personal like documentation side, but then making sure that like they leave with actual value that's not just inspiration, mm -hmm. you know? Right. And yeah, and like I... I'm kind of hopeful of the same for, for this project because um, I think one thing that I want to be able to share is like, uh, you know, sharing other creators' journeys and hearing their like, uh, I think like the process of building an audience is just as interesting as like yeah. the content that people are putting out because a lot of people yeah. don't see the backstory and um, if there are people who see like someone that they look up to talking about their story, then maybe um, it'll inspire them. No, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally get that. Because it's so easy to look at someone and be like, wow, they'll just be like, oh yeah, I did this, this, and this, and now I'm here. And you're like, right. well, you just skipped so many steps in between all of that. Um, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, you just, you follow on someone's channel, they have 100,000 subscribers, but like, how did they how yeah, did like, get there? It'll be like, well, still be like exactly what I just said. Like, oh, I made this video, this video, this one. <laughs> and then you get like more views and that's how you get more subs. But there's so much like in between mm -hmm. to figuring out all those things. Yeah. How have you, has been your process of uh, figuring out like the business side of, of YouTube and networking? Um, I mean, I'm really lucky that, well, I think networking is like, and just find, I don't like the word networking because it's like, mm. it sounds too businessy. Like just finding friends like yeah. in the creator um, community is so important. Like and you can do that people. online. Yeah. Um, so initially I just went, like a lot of this stuff happened online. Like um, I'm really grateful that I met um, some amazing friends like Roberto Blake and um, my friend R Romina. And they've been really helpful in learning more about the creator industry like especially the business side of things because mm -hmm. i mean you know it's it's can be pretty intimidating when you're just getting started you're like i don't know yeah. how any of this works right <laughs> um so yeah like i i'm grateful now that if i have any questions about a brand deal or like anything i can literally just text i have a couple people i can just text mm -hmm. and i know like they can help me out on the business side. Just give me advice. Like if it's video production, I got some of my college friends I can text. Or if it's YouTube, I can text like some of my creator friends and they'll 
like be able to help me out. So I think that's been literally crucial because otherwise I would have had to probably make a lot more mistakes in order to figure it out. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's it. That's awesome. Um, and so I guess uh, for anybody who's interested in starting a channel or, um, you know, looking to get into the creative field, what kind of advice would you give those people? Uh, um, I think the, this is going to sound, I hate this answer because it sounds so cheesy, <laughs> but literally you have to just make stuff that you like to make because I know, like, I, I, when I heard that advice, it's like, that's so obvious and, like, so simple, but it's literally, I don't know how else to phrase it, like, you need to make stuff that you want to make because, you know, I think the biggest way, and most important way to succeed as a creator is you need to find something that is yours and that will be able to, like, push your career in a way that will be a long-lasting deal, and if you're copying other people, that's not going to happen. Like, you're just going to be the copy of blank mm. or someone similar to blank. But if you can find something that's, like, specific to you that you're really passionate about that hasn't really been done before, or at least that you can put, like, a new spin on, then that's, like, the key. And it's really hard to find that. Like, it's – I've been trying to find that for a while now. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and I, I don't think anyone truly ever – really like finds it perfectly because it's always evolving and stuff but I don't know that's kind of like my goal is to figure out something that is mine you know that Mm -hmm. people will want to replicate one day like that's literally the goal like you want to be like a like a Peter or a Casey where people are copying you Mm -hmm. um and you're kind of like a you know there's something specific about their type of content that it's like, oh, that's like a Peter thing, or that's a Casey thing, or that's a, I don't know. And I think that's what leads to long-lasting careers. So that's my goal. And I think taking time to figure that out is way more beneficial than just trying to blow up for the sake Mm -hmm. of blowing up, because that's short-term. And you're not going to have as, like, good of a connected audience or any of that stuff you just try and rush it for the sake of getting views <laughs> yeah yeah i think um a lot of people might put those you know like a, a peter or a casey on like a pedestal a, a little yeah. bit and um i think for for me it's it was that realization that these are just you know people yeah they didn't know what they were doing yeah they were trying to figure it out for (laughs) themselves they had no idea what they were doing like they just kind of fell into this thing and that's I mean it's like I've been trying to I even fell into that trap like last year where I was trying Mm -hmm. to copy or do like this specific thing that other people were doing that was working and it just was not working for me because I don't know I just wasn't fully dedicated um because it wasn't what I was truly like passionate about Mm -hmm. um and you know those people they didn't know what they were doing either they kind of just fell into it and i think following like what you're actually passionate about and working hard and like being consistent that's the formula to figuring that out mm-hmm. yeah. definitely um and yeah i think you know for any creative person just keep picking up the camera or you know whatever yeah. your creative thing is because 
I find myself like looking at having my camera like stare at me and it's just sitting on the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I just try to find a way to, to keep creating because, you know, working through that process involves yeah. executing and like doing. Yeah. Like literally I've been kind of on a, I didn't post for two weeks or something, which is absolutely terrible. I don't know <laughs> the last time I did, I haven't done that, but and I was just feeling kind of down about creating and like, un- it's not that I was uninspired. I had ideas. I just mm-hmm. was worried. To- I think it was just perfectionism getting yeah. in the way. And as soon as I forced myself to like make a video and it wasn't perfect, it wasn't incredible, mm-hmm. but I had fun making it. And I think it was like decent. And I posted it and literally like that night, I was just coming up with so many new ideas. Mm-hmm. I woke up the next morning. I was like excited to start on the next one. So literally just getting started. It's kind of like a snowball. Like once you start. Yeah. Once you get back in the groove and you start making stuff, it'll become easier and easier to like be more productive and like keep going. Mm -hmm. So that's like a a thing. If you're feeling uninspired or whatever, literally just force yourself to make something (laughs) and then go from there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so can you uh, talk about a little bit of uh, Create Her um, and yes. uh, what's going on with that? Um, okay. I could talk about this forever. So. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I started Create Her like two years ago, three, I don't know anymore. Um, and the original goal, I came up with the idea because I realized that I didn't have any um, women creator role models or people Mm -hmm. that I watched really like in the filmmaking creative space online Um, and after that I was like why is that so I made a video about it about like why we need more female creators Um, and I asked a bunch of other girls like in the space to help me with it like it was kind of like a big collab video and um after that, someone in the comments was like, you should make a community for this. Because at the time, Cody had kind of been making No Small Creator and that was growing mm-hmm. a lot. And um, so this person commented, was like, you should start like a Create Her um, group or community. I was like, that's a great idea. Um, <laughs> Isn't it crazy how the comments can influence? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so since then, I've kind of just been trying to like figure out where I want to bring it because my goal with the community is to just uplift women creators it's to create like eventually I want to have like in-person events mm-hmm. to highlight women creators and like provide a space so that you can meet them because I think that's like the most important thing is finding friends yeah and um, like from my personal experience so if I can provide an online community and then also bring it to the real world <laughs> yeah like that's kind of my goal right now but have you had any in-person events yet or? I was supposed to this year but <laughs> that didn't happen yeah um I was supposed to have one in April but obviously <laughs> something said a, a different plan yeah so I actually had an online like zoom oh cool one a, like a couple months ago now which was really fun mm-hmm. like I just kind of I got some of my friends to help me like be moderators basically and then yeah there's 20 of us or something and it was just it was a little chaotic but it was mm-hmm. great like it was pretty fun that's right and cool. I want to host more of those for now because you know but <laughs> <laughs> um like in the future I really want to 
I also I want to talk more about you know women in film and women in the creator industry just on my own and with my own channel like bring more awareness towards it but the purpose of create her specifically is to it's like it's supposed to be a resource so my goal would be to get more people to use the hashtag so that it can actually start being used as like a a place to find women creators and for mm. girls to like meet other girls who are interested in this stuff so yeah. it's a work in progress for sure it's been kind of confusing to figure out like where I want to take it and how to like grow it and what I need to do to do that and mm -hmm. but so that's why it's, I feel like it's kind of taken a while to like get going but I have big goals with it for the future so I'm taking my time to make sure I do it properly <laughs> yeah no I think that's awesome and you're right like the biggest thing like I don't have any friends uh that I know in my daily life or like into yeah uh, like YouTube or podcasting or um whatever um yeah so that's that, like number one seriously yeah so to, to like be around like I understand why people move to um, New York or LA to be around the same kind of like yeah. people who are in that field um, yeah so I think that's, that's like that's, yeah that's literally the most important thing I think you can do like especially if you're just getting started you don't need to do something drastic like moving but mm -hmm. like right off yeah. the bat but yeah. literally just go online go on Twitter and like find friends like that's mm -hmm. literally I think the most important thing and when it comes to like create her specifically um some people ask like why like what are you like why is it important to to do this and to create this community and I think it's because um there's so many like young girls who just don't have role models to look up to or they don't mm -hmm. have friends that they know who are also girls who are in these things and I wonder like if I had had that when I was younger if I would have gotten more interested in it sooner or like you know grown a lot faster and learned a lot more about this mm -hmm. medium if I had had friends to like you know learn this stuff with um and not feel like it was just me on my own all the time yeah. um and so that's the whole point of creators like connect women creators so they can have friends and also be role models so we can uplift each other so that the next generation has role models more role models to look up to and now I'm like learning more about the film industry and women in there and that's just a whole other ordeal that's really <laughs> complicated um, but eventually maybe one day I'll dip my toes more into that world but for now I'm staying specific to the creator industry nice um yeah, so for you, we were talking about like Casey and Peter and, and their process and creating a legacy for themselves. Uh, yeah. So what kind of, I guess, what kind of legacy do you want to oh, no. leave as a, a creator? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I just want to like make stuff I'm passionate about and eventually figure out a way to turn it into a sustainable career. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like if I can do that, at least maybe people who are watching could be like oh like she did it <laughs> yeah like maybe I could do it because you know I remember two years ago when I was just two years ago yeah when I was just kind of getting started really two and a half years ago and I was like how it felt like such a 
like long tunnel with no light at the end when it comes to doing YouTube or having mm. a creative career. You're just like, how do I get from point A of me knowing nothing to like <laughs> point B of actually turning this into a career? And it's very scary and uncertain, but I guess with my channel, I hope that it can prove like, oh, a normal person can do it and she documented the whole process like you can mm. literally go back and watch me not knowing what 24 versus yeah. 60 frames per second is to, is that crazy yeah like that's something i wish people like casey had done right mm. like what if you could watch casey from when he literally just picked up a camera for the first time right just figure it out figure out his yeah. process like that would be so cool to watch so i guess that's one of my goals <laughs> yeah i think you know with create her and uh, what you're building, I think you'll you'll do just that. I can. Uh, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. Um, Have you started a YouTube channel? Uh, yeah, so that's what I. Um, so I have like a personal YouTube channel, just Harry Millison, um, and that's how I kind of got started. Because uh, you know, like you watch, you know, when you watch something so much. Because I was watching, you know, like Think Media and Casey and. Yeah. You watch it so much that you're like, why aren't I trying this myself? Yeah. Um, so I, I got to that point and I started making some um, like home video kind of stuff. And um, nice. Yeah. Uh, so like I would film a trip with my sisters um, or uh, yeah, just like stuff like that. And then um, when I tried, I had a bunch of different ideas and then I decided, you know, I was watching Gary Vee and I was like, pick one, <laughs> uh, pick one thing and go for it and you can taste different stuff. So um, at the time my job was uh, to travel the uh, US to different, um, I worked for uh, a sandwich company. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, have you heard of uh, Jimmy John's? Before? Yes. Yeah. So. I worked for Jimmy John's uh, when I graduated. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. And they sent me to every, like a different franchise each week mm -hmm. uh, across the U.S. So I was in airports every Monday and Friday. Wow. Um, and I had a bunch of free time in hotels during the week. And I was, I realized that I didn't want to be like living a corporate uh, life. And yeah. Uh, I wanted to like start something and see where it would take me. And so I started a, a YouTube project um, where I was interviewing people in the airports. Um, That's cool. Yeah. And so <laughs> I would ask, uh, I would ask everybody one question each time that I filmed and then edit all the different answers together to show how different or similar people's answers would be. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then I just did that uh, basically for about a year or so um, with no real like traction or anything because I was just making a creating degree and that was like, my first attempt at like a series yeah. of something. Um, yeah, it's using what you got if you're always an air person. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. And so um, kind of like going through the ups and downs of uh, it is like, does anybody care about what I'm doing? And then um, like, I shouldn't care what other people think. I should be yeah. creating for myself. Um, yep. And the never-ending loop. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I actually quit uh, 
the corporate job and went to go teach English uh, in Israel in August oh, of last really year. Cool. Yeah. Um, and the plan was to teach English and do uh, an airport kind of project and repurpose it. Mm -hmm. um, but I just got kind of lazy basically with it. Um, and I came back home in February um, from Israel. And that's when I started uh, doing this. Um, just like I'm back home. I don't have a yeah. job at the moment and I need something to keep myself busy during quarantine. So <laughs> yeah, uh, that's where this came from. That's awesome. See, that's cool how you're just trying like different stuff and especially with the airport thing. Like one excuse I see a lot of the time is like, I don't know what to film. Right. It's like, well, you're stuck in airports all the time. You come up with an idea for a series at an airport. Like mm -hmm. that's the type of stuff. Like, even if it's not perfect, just to kind of get started. You know? Yeah, like I, you know, had zero skills. Like I started with yeah. a, a Nikon camera, then you get more invested and um, you want to invest in the gear. And I was traveling around with it uh, in my backpack, like every week. It's yeah. extremely heavy. Like, why would I do that to myself? But <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, just like trying to just keep trying and uh, you get better the more you create. Um, yeah. So. That's awesome. <laughs> that's my story. And I just, yeah, like I just started a new job um, last week. So I finally Ooh. employed it during a pandemic. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, Congrats. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and the plan is to keep doing this kind of stuff and build up this uh, channel as I've, uh, it seems like it aligns with my interests and pot potentially a career. And I don't really yeah know how to describe it to people yet but uh, yeah I mean you literally never know like <laughs> yeah this industry is pretty random mm -hmm. sometimes um so you literally never know you might as well just start making something and then who knows yeah like I don't I think you like you don't know until you try and if you just keep yes. putting yourself in those situations um, yeah then you like you don't know who you'll meet or who will say yes to doing you know an yeah. interview and um exactly yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah basically that's that's the plan moving forward sounds like a good plan yeah. are you on twitter um i am yeah okay because i feel like twitter is the most un I'm blanking right now on the word um it's like the best place to um, network and like yeah. meet cool people so some people aren't doing that I'm like you need to jump on Twitter <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. um yeah so I, I guess how have you seen um like the different platforms uh like how do you use I guess different social media platforms for your uh career or for to build your okay well process? specifically when it comes to like meeting people um I'd say Twitter's most important because um, it's kind of like the easiest place to connect with people, especially mm -hmm. if they have a following, like Twitter is probably where they're going to have the least noise. Right. Um, so getting on there and not being annoying mm -hmm. is kind of like <laughs> priority number one. Yeah. Like don't be like fake and just trying to get something from people. Mm -hmm. um, like for example, with my We Need More Female Creators video, I literally was super passionate about that idea and I want I needed to get other people's perspectives 
to make it a good video. So I reached out, I literally just tweeted at like a bunch of different people mm-hmm. and they're like, hey, do you want to be a part of this? And um, a couple like answered and were like, yes. And some were, they didn't answer and that's also right. totally fine. Yeah, exactly. But I think approaching like these women with a video about women in the creative space they were more inclined to actually want to do it because they cared about the topic and mm-hmm. um, it was something that they were also passionate about, um, you know? So that was kind of like a natural way to do it. And I didn't make the video like, oh, I'm going to make this video so I can reach out to these people. Like right. it was literally a side effect of the video idea. But as a result, like I've, that's how I initially connected with a bunch of these people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, I think kind of if you want to like reach out to people, there has to be some sort of back and forth going like um, and just kind of being like a good, genuine person, not trying to take advantage right. of anyone um, because that will backfire quickly. <laughs> or just uh, not yeah. work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's just not like, just don't do that. <laughs> Sometimes you see people on Twitter and they're like always answering people or like always liking their stuff. It's like, calm down <laughs> just yeah. be like normal and actually respond when you want to respond right like, don't force anything um so yeah and just like putting stuff out there is the most important thing you can do because you literally never know who's watching mm-hmm. like i met roberto because he saw my um reacting to peter mckinnon video right um which was completely random (laughs) um and so there's stuff like that that will happen and you just literally gotta put your stuff out there like Mm -hmm. i this is kind of a funny story but i met peter in like 2018 i think and um that was like six months after i made the reacting video or something okay and um when i met him he's like oh i saw your weren't you just in like china or in he said japan i think and i was like I was in China, but that's close enough. Uh-huh. He's like, I saw your Dan Mace, like, intro where you tried to recreate his intro video. And oh, I was wow. like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, it blew my mind. Because yeah. at, at the time, I was like, oh, my God. He's actually seen one of my videos. I was unrelated yeah. from him. Like, it was just, it popped up for him. And that was, like, wow. blew my mind. But it was an important lesson, too, that, like, you literally never know who's watching. And if you make good stuff, mm-hmm. like, that's the probably most important thing you can do. Um, yeah. So. Just being genuine to yourself and, you know, people will yeah. see that in your, in your content. So yeah, that's a big deal. And I mean, that can be hard to do. Mm-hmm. It's easier said than done, but I think just not overthinking it as much and kind of accepting like, Oh, this is going to be a process. It might take me a while to figure out, or it might not, I might get lucky and blow up for absolutely no reason, mm-hmm. but <laughs> just kind of like accepting like oh this might be like a a year like multiple years to figure out process and actually if you have the right intentions that shouldn't really matter you know yeah just yeah. creating for yourself and you know if you yeah. like what you like or what you're making then and others watch as well you have that in yeah. common and can grow together yeah like one thing I've seen with some younger people like around my age specifically is like mm-hmm. Some of them are like, I'm going all in, like, <laughs> I want to make this into a career. And that's me. So mm-hmm. um, I totally get it. But you got to realize the amount of risk you're taking with that. Um, like, I've been very careful about, like, you know, balancing the risk and 
keeping the backups open and, mm. you know, not being completely blocked off to any possibility. Um, because you literally never know. <laughs> I think that it's not a coincidence, the ones who do succeed. Like, I think there's a certain, there's no formula, but there's like a certain pattern that all these people who do succeed follow. Um, so it's not as random as like wanting to be an NBA player, but you know, mm-hmm. it's, there's definitely a learning curve and a little bit of luck involved. Yeah. Um, so I think having like a, just everyone's situation is different. Like analyzing your amount of risk um, is important. And sometimes I get really scared when I get these DMs that are like, I want to quit college because of you. I'm like, <laughs> oh, please don't. Yeah. <laughs> don't put that on me. <laughs> don't, yeah. don't put that on me. Yeah. Um, so it's hard, but I think the, like one thing that I've, really been keeping in mind is like you know if you're young and you don't have as much responsibility like you don't have other people relying on you if you're Mm -hmm. lucky enough to be in that situation then um the outcome and reward can be very high if you do succeed at doing this so i think it's worth like even if you're not doing it full-time just to you know put in some effort you create a schedule be like i'm gonna post once a week and like actually stick mm. to it like why not because you literally never know where it could go so. that's true yeah. um so, yeah, so i got uh, one more question i'll i'll let you go um okay <laughs> so for the future of uh audrey ember and oh, no. uh, what do you uh see the the future of your channel looking like Ooh. um i mean i want the future of my channel to just be me making videos about things that I'm passionate about but also providing value at the same time like through my process so now I'm getting more into like the film side of things so like eventually down the line if I could all I always want YouTube to be like my my core Mm -hmm. center um but I guess if I like one day try and go more into film and stuff too like I always want to be documenting whatever it is I'm doing whether it's YouTube or film I just want to be documenting that on my channel and I just want to be a place where like someone could go back and see me not knowing what the difference is between 24 or 60 Mm -hmm. frames right (laughs) to like making a film you know like that would be pretty awesome I think and maybe inspire people to like actually just make stuff Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's the goal. Just keep growing yeah. the channel. That's great. I'm I'm excited to see uh, the evolution of Create Her and yes, um, your process and and watching your film one day. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, yeah. So I I really appreciate you uh, giving your time to to do this and no problem. This was fun. Yeah. Good um, luck with um the future of your podcast. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what it turns into. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, Well, yeah, I hope you have a a good rest of your day. And uh, thanks for doing this. You too. Thank you. All right. See ya. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Starting From Zero podcast. A special thank you to Audrey for taking the time to speak with me. I really appreciate you. And you can find her on social media at Audrey Ember. If you're a female creative and looking to meet other like-minded female creatives, you can check out Audrey's community, Create Her, on Instagram at createher underscore. If 
if you want to see other content on social media from the Starting From Zero project, all you have to do is search Starting From Zero. Thank you again, and I'll see you next time.